considering I don't think we have time to talk about this in this intro, which looks pretty packed. Uh, and I haven't talked to you for all. Yeah, I'm enjoying Cobra Kai, surprisingly. Wow. <laughs> I I will give you I will give you that recommendation. It was a good one. Thank you. And it I'm, one of those I'm glad where- it held up for someone that hasn't seen the Karate Kid. Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right. You're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew, and over there is Brandon. That's me. You can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90s. You can also find the show every Monday on YouTube at Namely90s.com slash YouTube. And if you'd like to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com slash Namely90s and sign up for one of our support levels. Um, what's the new thing? Oh, also, please subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform we would really appreciate it we've been doing this for a while and um subscribes are how we survive yeah if you we we plan on doing many more so thank you for joining us here and yeah punch the punch the subscribe button or something but not your actual computer monitor or phone because we're not replacing your screen i just i'm just gonna throw that out there I mean, you can't do do whatever you want. Don't listen to us, but just don't blame us if it breaks. You know, my new my I I got the iPhone 13 last year, and I've dropped it a few times. No scratch. Yeah, it's amazing. Now, do you have a cover on yours? Absolutely not. Screen protector? Absolutely not. So you're you're raw dogging it with the phone there. <laughs> you're welcome for that visual. Yeah, um, uh, I, I prefer to think the phone is going commando. <laughs> Um, i I have like an old it's like a holdover thing where i can't not put my phone in a case but i hate my phone in a case yeah it just makes it clunky and stupid but at least i'm not as bad as as jacob where he would like buy it it was a flip phone at the time but he would like leave the blue plastic on it as long as possible Mm -hmm. and then finally remove it well, so, I, I, weren't you the one that would like leave the, the peel on your computer monitors and or whatever until? No, uh, one time I did it because I didn't realize it was still on there. Yeah, that happened to me with my I think it was my car stereo and you I think you peeled it off. It's like, oh, that's been on there like that for a year and a half. But I, I do at this point, I'm going to get a new phone. Probably I'm going to mm. try going without a screen protector. I, I think it's not only is it worth it because these things are heavy now. Like this is a good solid. Yeah. Mine, this, the 12 pro max is a half pound. You yeah. got a case to it. Yeah. It's actually just go caseless on this one. It has a screen cover though. I mean, what actually that's what I'd rather do. Safe. I'd rather go caseless on this one mm-hmm. for a while to get comfortable to get with the idea. That's fair. Plus then you could start using your mag safe or is it not on that one? Oh, I think this one is mag. Does it have a d- design on the back if it has it? No. Compared to my clunky ass phone, dude. It's just magnetic. This has been Namely Cell Phones on 
Your uh, namely cell phones. Oh, look at it. Oh, it's beautiful. It's yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, They're not really designed friends, to be put in cases. Well, they are, but. Yeah. One of my friends got the 14 and she was like, um, you know, it, <laughs> I need a case for it immediately because I'm just used to having cases on it. I'm like, and then later on, she's like, darn, I didn't realize they released it in pink. And I was like, you you put it in a case anyway. Hey, why it's not gonna, you're not going to see the color of the back of your phone if it's in a case. It's like, yeah, I still wish I got the pink one. I'm about to clean my holes mm. uh, in the bottom of the phone. That's something you should do regularly. I got a tool that uh, cleans I need the tool. Yeah, it's uh, if we talk about it long enough, it'll pop up in your Instagram ads. So, That's true. Or Facebook ads. I need a phone hole cleaning tool. Uh, I'll show you mine. It has like a phone like, hole uh, cleaning tool. Like a six thing that you could spin around and. This is um, compelling podcasting right here. Yeah, well, you know, it's the chit chat warm up. We uh, we haven't po- we haven't podcast in like two weeks. That's true. Uh, last week we had a Little guest light banter. Yes, we did. Uh, Andy uh, Fry. Yes, author of Ninety Days in the Nineties. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check that out, um, ninety days in the nineties dot com, which is uh, ninety with a nine zero both times for that URL, um, or you can find it on Amazon. Um, I, I read the whole book before the interview. I thought it was it was it was good. It really kind of melds his like background in uh, sports writing and music writing in the Chicago it, area. It became painfully obvious that I didn't have time to read the book. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, you you still have the copy. Um, it, it was it was a fun read. Um, definitely one of those midlife crisis stories, and uh, plays out in a fun way. Uh, speaking of midlife crises, Coolio died yesterday. Uh, <laughs> That's a terrible segue. It is. Um, I mean, dying is a crisis, and it was in the middle <laughs> of his life. Yeah, he was fifty nine, <laughs> I think. Okay, um, well, most people just get a Miata, but okay, dying is another but, option. Yeah, t- t- so extra dying when you're fifty nine. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Coolio, best known for uh, the song "Gangsters Paradise," followed by "Fantastic Voyage," and then um, my 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 personal favorite. He is a Keenan and Kel theme song. Uh, oh yeah, I saw it today, and I was going to send it to you. Make a meme about it, and I didn't. Yeah, we should reach out to was it, I think it was Rocky uh, last last year. Oh yeah, we we bonded over our uh, late nineties Nick. Mutual love. Uh, yeah, um, but the the worst thing is, uh, so I was out of town last weekend, staying with some uh, one of my aunts, and uh, on TV they were playing a, a Coolio song in an ad oh. for for uh, it's. It's an Airbnb ad advertising all the cool slides that you could find in and around like slide, the Airbnb. Slide, slippity slides? Exactly. So they were using the <laughs> Coolio song, Fantastic Voyage, which is the one that goes slide, slide, slippity slide. And I was just is like, it because when you get to the bottom of the slide, you die. <laughs> Okay. Well, it was three weeks before he died, but okay. yeah. So uh, they, so unfortunately, they have just licensed a song and started an advertisement with his song in it three weeks prior to his death. So can, they can still use it, right? Yeah, of course. But well, uh, a little insensitive. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess they paid the money for it. But <laughs> speaking of insensitive, did I ever send you the video for Coffin Flops? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> have you seen that sketch? No. I have not. It sounds familiar, but I don't think I have. It's no. this guy. Um, it's like a sketch comedian. Uh, well, this is like a different phone now. Yeah. You know, it's not differently. Different. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Dirty. Your, your, li- your life has changed. Um, coffin flops. It's a guy named. <laughs> what is this guy's name? Um, it's this, ep- the show is called. Recommend. I think you should leave. Oh yeah. yeah Tim uh, Robinson. Tim Robinson. God, this uh, guy's funny. Yeah. Uh, great. Good. Good comedy. Uh, I think you should leave. Um, not good comedy. You know, it launches tomorrow or last Friday for our listeners. Oh, by the way, we are in uh, today's episode is uh, is March of 1992, but uh, that is because we don't have enough October episodes left, uh, even with the podcast of Horror 3 coming at the end of the month on Halloween Day. Uh, so we're doing this episode, uh, first and then the rest of the month is going to be all October. The, the rest of the October episodes we have, um, we're, we're coming to a head. We are almost at, uh, we've almost done Crazy. every single month in the nineties of mm-hmm. the last two, two, three years at this point, two and a half years. Uh, yeah, it is, it is crazy. Um, so yeah, if you're wondering why it's March 1992 for today's episode, that is why. Um, but yes, uh, Hocus Pocus released September 30th. That was uh, last Friday for the listeners. Tomorrow for us, um, Hocus Pocus two, and it Hocus is getting Pocus. reviews. Yeah, I'm sure they're mixed at best. <laughs> yeah, it's either wow, this is great. They did everything uh, to give my nostalgia um, all the way down to this is a nostalgic cash grab. Why is it in the same dumpster as Jurassic Park Dominion? Uh, I specifically saw a review on Letterboxd that says at least it's better than Jurassic Park Dominion. <laughs> well, that's something well, to strive follow, for. F- followed by one that said, I hate, uh, I hate, I hate it when the teenagers are on the screen. <laughs> uh, for, for, for this movie? Yes, for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it when anyone's on the screen. <laughs> well, definitely the Sanderson sisters are not uh, teenagers anymore. I don't think that they're reminds teenagers me when I started the movie. <laughs> I was like, if I have to eat an apple a day to keep the doctor away, how many apples do I have to eat per day to keep everybody away? That's for some reason, it reminded me of that. And yeah, I, I, I wonder one. the same thing sometimes. Uh, well, should we get into it? Let's get into it. Why don't you tell us what was going on in March of 1992? Thank you, semi-Donald Trump impersonation. (laughs) Child back with me, listeners, if you will, to March of 1992. On the 2nd, Moldova joins the United Nations. Also, on the 2nd, Maisie Richardson Sellers is born. Uh, She's an actress that was on Legends of Tomorrow and uh, King of Kings and Prophets. I'm not familiar with that. that. Nor am I. Uh, but I liked her on Legends. She was, I want to say, Amaya. Uh, on the third, George Herbert Walker Bush apologizes for raising taxes when he pledged not to. Like, are you going to raise taxes? And he was like, not going to do it. Is that and Dana the, Carvey? That, that was Dana Carvey doing, yes, George H.W. Bush. 
which back then you just said George Bush. Yeah, true. George Bush. George, That's George Bob Bush. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. On the fourth, Renee Montoya is introduced in a in Batman number 475, issue four, number 75. That's a comic book. She is, uh, do you know, do you know <laughs> her character? <laughs> I thought Spider-Man is the only movie that's gotten up to 475 versions. <laughs> that's pretty good. I actually own a copy of Spider-Man issue number 700, wherever that ran off to. Um, Renee Montoya is a street smart police officer and lesbian. That's, <laughs> those, and are her, lesbian. those are her two. Those are her two character <laughs> traits uh, back in 1992. It's a little stereotypical, but no wonder. Oh, also, she is uh, of Hispanic origin. That's her third character trait. It was the 90s. They La- were Latinx. They were uh, true Latinx. Um, it, it, I, you know, before they uh, before they thought ambiguous um, Latinx characters were were a good idea. Um, they were like, uh, she's some sort of, on uh, the 10th, Emily Osment is born. Do you know who Emily Osment is? Uh, not actually, uh, just that she's related to Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, he's the, he's, I see dead people. Brother. Yes. Uh, she's the, the best friend of Hannah Montana on Hannah Montana. Uh, she's also the star of, um, what, what did ABC family turn into Freeform? Freeform's young and hungry. Uh, apparently she's on mom and she does some voices on family guy, which I didn't know oh. until I looked this up on the 15th. We have the Pelican brief by John Grisham being released. Uh, it is later adapted into a movie in the following year with Julia Roberts, Darby Shaw and Denzel Washington. Have you seen that one? I actually have not, but I think I'm a I big the... Denzel fan. Uh-huh. By the way, they're and doing an Equalizer three with Denzel. Did I tell you that already? No, but you said they were doing an Equalizer TV series with Queen Latifah. Yeah, well, now they're making an Equalizer three, and it's going to have none other than Denzel Washington himself. Is Dakota Fanning coming back for it? She was only in Man on Fire and <laughs> Out of Time, I think. Was there not another pasty? Uh, young white girl in one of his movies. I'm sure there was. Oh, well, she was like an older, she was a sex worker. She was older. Thankfully. Uh, Foster. No, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Some variety of Russian. Uh, Okay. Um, You had thoughts on the Pelican brief. I just, I always see the ad or the, uh, like the picture for it on Netflix. And I just never, I don't think, it's not on Netflix. If, it's in the Xfinity no, like say, free movies thing. I was just gonna say I don't know if it it's your I don't know if it's in your wheelhouse. So of course, I mean, you're but I like Denzel it. Washington a lot. So yeah, but I like. <laughs> I don't think I, I would like everything he. Yeah, well, not everything. You should, no, you should you should watch it and uh, give us a report. Sure. On the 17th. I'll give you a brief on it. <laughs> Only if it's Pelicany. On the seventeenth, John Boyega is born. He played Finn in Star Wars in the Star Wars sequels, which he's um, mad about for some reason. Uh, he's mad about the treatment that he received as a black actor uh, from the fans because and not being like 
you know, not having Disney stick up with for him or any anyone else. Uh, all those, either. it must have been really hard with all those cha-ching sounds every time he walks near a bank going off. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> how much money? How much money? Well, do I mean, you Walt Disney to, hated Jews, so it's kind of on brand for them. Yes, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, how much money do you need to be called the N-word by a random uh, internet? Oh, that people? reminds me. We, Kayla and I went to Starbucks the other day. You mind? <laughs> just wait. Kayla and I went to Starbucks the other day. We went inside. We got our little beverages. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came back out and decided to sit in the outdoor seating. And mm-hmm. we sit down, and there is someone from like corporate conducting a a weekly no sorry a yearly review with one of the employees mm-hmm. in the like where the people are sitting that are drinking the coffee, and she's no, doing she's, they're starting his review. And uh, she's talking about the Holocaust. <laughs> like, was it because he was wearing a, a yarmulke? She was using the Holocaust as an analogy oh, in Jesus. an employee review. <laughs> I'm just I, like, what? I, I would immediately ask for a comment card. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I was. It was upsetting at best. I mean, she wow. and it was a horrible, horrible review. This lady had no idea what she was doing. She just kept using all like the corporate leadership buzz phrases. I'm still curious how this relates back to black actors because I mentioned the thing <laughs> know, about know, well, how Walt Disney hated the Jews, but yeah. she also not only did she talk about the Holocaust, she used the phrases concentration camp and gas chamber. She said gas. I'm laughing because it's she said so gas chamber. Wow. It's I'm laughing because it's so outrageous that she was uh. like, I'm going to conduct an, a, a review and I'm going to talk about this person's performance, but not before talking about gas chambers. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that lady definitely needs to go to <laughs> sensitivity training. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, anyway, sorry, carry on. Uh, on the 26th, uh, content warning, skip ahead by one minute. Mike Tyson was sentenced to 10 years in prison for the rape of Desiree Washington. Doesn't 10 years seem like not enough? Yeah. Well, I probably could buy a good lawyer. Yeah. Um, on the 27th, welcome back, listeners. Bruce Springsteen releases two albums at the same time. Now that's bold right there. Yeah. Especially when... Are you, are, was he still on top at, in 92? Well, one of them as Chris Gaines. No, that was I, uh, Garth Brooks. I think both of like, I think both of these albums, he had just left the E street band at the time. So he was on his own and he might've had like a second band he was forming. Anyway, TV premiering and ending in March of 1992 on the fourth, we have the young Indiana Jones Chronicles on ABC oh, sidebar. Did you yes. know that, uh, Oh my gosh! I just I just escaped me. The um, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones Five. Uh, no black um, actors. Was it Max Weinstein who was the? Yes. The who did the for band Letterman. for no for um no Conan. Max Weinberg. 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 Weinstein. Either way, sense. he was in the E Street Band. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, no. That, yeah, that was, he was. Okay, there you go. Yep. Was it Burgerstein? I always liked him. It was Max Weinberg, American Burger. drummer and television personality, most widely known as the longtime drummer for Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band and the okay. band leader for Conan O'Brien, Conan O'Brien's Late Night with Conan O'Brien. 
Oh yeah. Uh, on the 31st premiering, we have Dateline NBC. So, you know, good luck getting to sleep that night. Good luck. Yeah. Watching shows about wives, wives murdering their husbands, which they probably deserved. In the box office, March 1992, on the 6th, we have Lawnmower Man and Meatballs 4, starring Corey Feldman. Wow. Uh, yeah, the camp comedy that apparently had three sequels. Uh, <laughs> Meatballs 4 into Hood. <laughs> no, that was uh, Leprechaun, sorry. And that was the fourth one, wasn't it? On was the 13th, <laughs> I think so. On the 13th, My Cousin Vinny, or no, fourth was in space. Yeah. Uh, 13th, My Cousin Vinny. Uh, on the 20th, we have Basic Instinct. And on the 27th, we have White Men Can't Jump. In the Billboard charts, March 1992. Number one for March 1992. And from February is To Be With You by Mr. Big uh, for the first two weeks. And for the rest of March and into April is Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams. I didn't know Chris Noth's character in uh, Sex in the City was a recording artist. You know, I was going to make the same joke. Uh, <laughs> continuing on for the first week of March 1992. At number two, we have I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. At number three, we have Remember the Time by Michael Jackson. Number six, Tears in Heaven by <laughs> Eric Clapton. Number 12, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Number 20, Vibology by Paula Abdul. Number 24, Beauty and the Beast by Celine Dion and Pebo Bryson. Um, and at number 25, we have Mysterious Ways by U2. And if you're interested in hearing any of those songs, head down to the description below where you can find a Spotify playlist curated by yours truly with all of them on it. Now let's go to Brandon for the Namely 90s Minute. Welcome back to our mid-episode break, namely 90s Minute. Every week we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of Anne Rice's Interview with a Vampire on AMC, we're looking back at the movie adaptation, Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles. Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles is a 1994 gothic horror vampire film based on the 1978 Anne Rice novel Interview with the Vampire, starring Top Gun, Fight Club, the Chief Inspector from V for Vendetta, the Mask of Zorro, JD from Heathers, and the girl from Jumanji. The story is framed as Arkansas from Young Guns 2 is interviewing Bullet Train, who claims to be a vampire whose wife and child died back in 1790s New Orleans. Naturally, he turned to drinking, which leads him to getting attacked by Mission Impossible, but is offered the opportunity to become a vampire instead of dying. Mr. and Mrs. Smith accepts and is turned, but decides not to kill humans and instead feeds on animals to sustain himself until a plague comes to New Orleans and he ends up feeding on a young Mary Jane Watson, whose mother died in the plague. The cocktail turns her into a vampire to try and entice World War Z into staying and try to force them into a family dynamic. Things go alright for about three decades, but eventually Elizabeth Town gets fed up with maturing mentally while still looking like a preteen girl, blaming it on her sire, and she then convinces Burnout the Reading to leave with her. So the virgin unalivings doses Jerry Maguire and slits his throat before they toss him in a swamp, thinking that would do him in. But he survives and tries to stop them from leaving, and in the end, Benjamin Button sets him on fire, thinking that would finally kill him. The duo then travel around Europe looking for more vampires like themselves to learn more about what they are, and while in Paris, they 
finally find a coven. Unfortunately, the crying game can read minds and suspects that Moneyball and Marie Antoinette killed the last samurai. So Puss in Boots warns them and What's in the Box tries to send the girl from Small Soldiers away with her new companion for their safety. But the Parisian vampires capture them all and leave the women to die in a sun chamber while Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is trapped in a coffin. They release him from the coffin, which is a bad call because he returns to the coven and burdens him to the ground. Time moves on, but he never truly gets over bringing on's murder as he travels the world alone. In 1988, he visits New Orleans again to find Jack Reacher still alive and feeding off rats like he once did. Top Gun Maverick expresses remorse and asks Meet Joe Black to rejoin him, but he declines. Go back to the modern day where Will Scarlet from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, asks his interviewee to turn him into a vampire, but gets refused and then attacked for not understanding how painful being a vampire is. While escaping in his car across the Golden Gate Bridge, he's attacked by risky business and then turned, but given a final choice of living forever or not. And that's Interview with the Vampire, the Vampire Chronicles, in a namely 90s minute. More or less. And now, back to the show. And now, uh, back to the show! Jesus. Uh, <laughs> anywhere, anywhere, anywhere you want to go? Do you want a middle one? <laughs> uh, the middle one. Basic instinct? No, meaning like, and now back to the show that's not crazy or too quiet? Oh, do I do I want? No, I'm pretty sure I just included both of those. And now back to the show. <laughs> okay, and that one as well. <laughs> uh, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere you want to go. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna let you lead lead this one because I don't. These things are not. I can Um, I didn't know Ralph Macchio was in My Cousin Vinny. He was. He's <laughs> one of the two people on trial, uh, which ties in because you've been watching Cobra Kai. Also, um, isn't it one of like his very few roles that's not related to Karate the Karate Kid? Kid? I think this is like his last role before, uh, like he went into obscurity, and then they brought him back in Psych. What's uh, funny is like he's not a great actor, but yet he's yeah. better than a lot of actors. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's, he's a very solid actor. He's not like no, Tom I'm, Hanks. I'm impressed. Like he's better than many actors, and he hasn't actively acted. A tongue twister in quite a while. Yeah, uh, this is true. Uh, except for like coming in as pranks, or all well, he was in, he was a guest uh, for a couple episodes on Psych. Um, and then in How I Met Your Mother, they brought both Johnny Lawrence and, or not Johnny Lawrence, what's his actual name? Oh, um, William uh, Zabka. William Zabka and uh, Ralph Macchio in um, as a joke because. Barney was on a bachelor party or Barney was having his bachelor party. And he always insisted that Johnny Lawrence is the true karate kid uh, talked about in the title of karate kid. Cause he's the kid that had trained for karate the whole time. Uh, <laughs> I was doing yeah. something where I looked on Google. I was looking something up about karate kid and it shows mm-hmm. like those commonly asked questions. Mm-hmm. And one of them was just like, is the karate in Cobra Kai real karate? And then someone was just like, no, <laughs> not mean, at all. I mean, it has elements of it, but it's obviously choreographed and like to look right. cool. Um, yeah, but it is it is based in uh, Okinawan style goju, which is, was founded by a, an actual Miyagi. What is um, the term for a non-Japanese person who's really into mm-hmm. Japanese culture? I couldn't remember it. Uh, which one? The offensive one, or <laughs> I don't know. You've used it before, but I don't know if it was oh, offensive yeah. or not. Uh, the uh, weeb is the weeb. current. Yes, weeb is a is a term for a white person that uh, wants to culturally appropriate. Is that Japanese. the offensive one? 
Uh, only if you call a Japanese person or someone with any Japanese heritage a weeb. AKA you. Okay. Hi. Yes. Um, I thought karate was from China for a really long time. So I feel like I need to go into a hole and die. Wait, like, not like, how long is a long time? I legit thought for like most of my life that karate was, was Chinese. <laughs> Never mind the fact that Kung Fu is the actual Chinese one, but yeah, or, or Wushu or uh, Wushu. No, <laughs> that's important. <Mugai> Pan. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, to be fair, you, you took Taekwondo, so which is Vietnamese. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll have a number 12, please. Um, <laughs> My Cousin Vinny is <laughs> a 1992 American comedy film. Just I hope they don't uh, bond me from podcasting. <laughs> uh, it's, it stars Joe Pesci, Ralph Macchio, Marissa Tomei, Mitchell Whitfield, Lane Smith, I think uh, Bruce McGill, and Fred Gwynn in his final film appearance. Uh, that was that. Um, so the film is about two young New Yorkers uh, who were traveling through rural Alabama. Rural Alabama. They get arrested and put on trial for a murder they didn't commit. And uh, that's one of those two is Ralph Macchio. And they have to bring in their cousin, Vinny Gambini, a lawyer who had recently passed the bar exam after five unsuccessful attempts to comes to defend them. Ooh, uh, ouch. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a fish out of water interaction between the brash Italian American New Yorkers, Vinny and his fiance, Mona Lisa Vito, played by the brilliant Marissa Tomei. Apparently, she got an Oscar for this performance and uh, and the more reserved southern townsfolk. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was a critical and financial success. Um, Tomei won uh, the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. That's a, that's awesome. Um, and then attorneys have lauded the film for its accurate depiction of criminal procedure and trial strategy. I'm surprised you haven't seen this one. It was always on TV when we were no. like four. Wow, they filmed it in Georgia. Well, that's right. Atlanta has a fairly large uh, production yeah. scene. Like, they uh, do. Made in Georgia. It's the Hollywood of the South. Then no one says that. Uh, they tried to turn it into Florida for a while, but you know, but um, Florida's slightly underwater currently. I don't think that was the reason. It was just Georgia had more tax cuts. Um, but yeah, I, I watched this a lot as a kid. It was always, I think, it was always on like Comedy Central. Um, and uh, you know, Pesci was Comedy uh, Central. It's a funny movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a kind of it's a comedy drama. It says it's a com- comedy film. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, right. Joe Pe- it's, it's Joe Pesci. Uh, but I yeah, just always said it's accurate depiction of criminal procedure and trial strategy doesn't seem like something you would add into a comedy. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you don't expect a, a movie starring Joe Pesci to be any good, but True. it is. Um, and yeah, Marissa Tomei uh, is fantastic in this. She has that. She has like a New York accent, Brooklyn accent. Um, and she like in the in the pivotal moment where she's put on the stand because she she worked in father's garage growing up uh, so she can identify like any car or whatever. Um, she has she's like 
the the prosecutor asks her a question to try to trip her up and uh she's like that's a bullshit question uh blah 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 limited slip diff blah 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 also came in a mint mint uh mint green whatever i don't know it's it's a good movie you should watch it or at least uh, watch the clips on uh youtube i always Um, thought that in uh legally blonde when she wins the case because she knew that the lady didn't wash her hair after getting a perm was like the best thing. Uh, yeah, no, she, she goes on a full on rant, like a gearhead rant about the difference between a Buick Skylark and a, uh, a 1963 Buick Skylark and a 1964, uh, Pontiac. I would like that something. if it was written and delivered well, but I feel like sometimes they try it to is. do that. And it's bad. Well, it's, you know, it's quick. It's quick. It's New Yorky. It's, uh, I'll send you the link. Um, but yeah, I, I like my cousin Vinny. It's surprisingly good for starring Joe Pesci and Ralph Macchio, uh, and for being a comedy. And they kick a bunch of dudes in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to Basic Instinct, we have uh, a 1992 neo noir erotic thriller. Um, and it follows a San Francisco police detective, Nick Curran, played by Michael Douglas, who's investigating the brutal murder of a wealthy rock star. During the investigation, Curran becomes involved in a torrid and intense relationship with the prime suspect, Catherine Trammell, Sharon Stone, an enigmatic writer. Um, it was box office success. Uh, Sharon Stone... Do you know? Do you know this movie? Like uh, of it? No, but what's weird is that when you mention this movie, I immediately think of the movie Disclosure, which stars Michael Douglas and Demi Moore, which uh-huh. was written, which was based on a Michael Crichton book, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's the same movie. Okay, so there. <laughs> let's let's try to relate this to something that you know. Uh, there's a Family Guy episode where. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a woman in a silver dress, blonde hair, sitting in a chair, and uh, she crosses her legs. Expo- uh, and in the movie, it's sh- Stone exposes her vulva. I believe in the Family Guy scene, Stewie has to push the legs together, and it makes like a creaking noise. No, that's yeah. that's a Kim Cattrall joke. Is it a Kim Cattrall joke? Yeah, because she's like the oldest one of the uh, cast of Sex in the City. Okay. And I think um I think it's a Kim Cattrall. Uh, so there is I know there is a Family Guy basic instinct joke. Um Oh, Peter crosses his legs like uh Sharon Stone Ugh. in Stand by Meg. Yeah, but uh, apparently she claims that she did not consent to that. Oh yeah, um, but uh, it's disputed by the director, um, and it's it's. Uh, That's so a, like men to lie. True, <laughs> it's a it's a very um, it's a it's a very classic scene. Also, it turns out spoilers uh, for a over twenty five year old uh, movie. Um, but no, it's it's they, just exactly twenty years old, isn't it? 92 30 years 30 holy crap yeah um the so there's also um i believe uh, stone's character is in a a relationship with a female so she's a portrayal of a bisexual woman Mm. um and uh it's it's one of the 
one of one of the one of the more early uh, female uh, bisexual portrayals on screen. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, also, there's a terrible sequel released 14 years later called Basic Instinct 2. Why, why would you do a sequel of this movie? Yeah, especially if she gets away with it in the end. <laughs> Basic uh, Instinct 2 Electric mm. Boogaloo. <laughs> Moving on. White Men Can't Jump. Uh, 1992 American sports comedy film written and directed by uh, blah, blah, blah. It stars Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson as streetball hustlers. Um, basically, uh, it stars Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, uh, Rosie Perez is in that, who plays detective Renee Montoya in ah, Harley Quinn. There you go. Uh, yes. Harley Quinn or no birds of prey and the emancipation of one Harley Quinn detective and know. lesbian. You meant to say <laughs> yes. Uh, and Latinx Proud, uh, yeah, proudly. Uh, okay. Alex Trebek is also in this movie for some reason. And Gary Payton plays an uncredited, makes an uncredited cameo. But who is Alex Trebek? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gary Payton is a Seattle supersonic from the nineties who was overshadowed by his on court partner, Sean camp, Camp. uh, as they say, um, cut, cut a a Sean Kemp in half and you have two Gary Payton's don't, don't ask, just do the math. Um, yeah. So, uh, a remake is being made. Um, basically, or comedy, it's kind of dark because um, they're street ballas. Uh, yeah, um, uh, it's it's. I, I, I mean, I'm aware of the movie. I just I I, I know the name of it. I I've, I've watched I it's watched it like not probably uh, 25 years or more ago, so I don't remember much of it, but. <laughs> The reason why I made sure we ran through all three of these movies is because I have a game for you, Andrew. Yeah. And after last week, you won a game, so I feel like you need to now lose one. <laughs> uh, this game is going to be called Terrible Reviews from Idiots on Social Media for Movies from March 1992. What I did is I took a bunch of reviews for these three movies from Letterboxd, which is a social media movie reviewing platform. That's the worst thing uh, I've ever heard of. Uh, I mean... There, there are worse things. I'm just saying, a lot of dudes not having much sex on that one. <laughs> That's fair. That's <laughs> okay. fair. And you're gonna guess which one it applies to. So we're going to start with. Um, I'll give you an example. So for Hocus Pocus two, we have uh, two stars from Paulington. Uh, so these are. This is a social media app. Of course, that means that. Um, these were reviewed within the last, I don't know, five, seven years. Um, so any review is modern. It's a modern review for movies that exist. No, but you're saying this could be a made up review or it could be real. No, they're all real. You're going to be guessing which three movies is it for? Is it for basic instinct? Is it for my cousin Vinny or is it for white men can't jump? Okay. So you have a, 33.3 repeating chance of getting it correct each time. Uh, but for example, this is, uh, this doesn't pertain to any of those three. This is a two star review from Paulington, uh, social media reaction, colon, typical bad sequel that fails to capture the charm and energy of the original. 
a nothing story wrapped in wokus pocus cringe. Uh, that is a review for uh, Hocus Pocus. Wokus Pocus. Wokus Pocus. I like how what you're doing is just revealing that you're a racist in your review. Right. Uh, the man has a cowboy hat on in his avatar profile. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it looks like he's with um, not Ron DeSantis. Uh, who's the senator that everyone hates? Oh, uh, oh uh, from Texas. Um, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. <laughs> yep. All right. So do you kind of get the idea? Yeah. Of of, all right. Uh, let's uh, let's start. This is a four and a half. Oh, the rating scale goes uh, from zero or a half star to five stars. So this is from Houston Coley, uh, four and a half stars. I'm a man who is very content with his gender identity, but I must admit that there's part of me that wants nothing more than to literally just be italicized be this actor in this movie and wear all those delightful leather jackets and backless cat suits while talking in that New York accent. Is this my cousin Vinny? Is this basic instinct or is this white men can't jump? I'm going to go. I'm going to go basic instinct. That is incorrect. That is my cousin Vinny. He wanted to be Marissa Tomei in those backless cat suits. Dang it. Oh man. Sorry. I gotta get the next two right. To have yes, okay. To get two out of three. To get two out of three. Uh let's try this one. Oh, and there's more than just three reviews. I, we're, oh, we'll, I'm we'll, sorry. I thought you were doing three. Got it. Yeah. No, we'll probably do ten or however much we have time for, because you have ten minutes yes. left. Uh this is from at least sixteen. Uh, clearly a child in the avatar, uh, two stars in the nineties. The only way to be not racist was to be extremely sexist and also pretty racist. <laughs> um, was this my cousin Vinny basic instinct or I white, think it's men, be can't white men can't jump. You are correct. Ding. I actually Whoa. think that review is kind of funny. That is pretty good. <laughs> Uh, it comes back on itself. Uh, all right, let's try this one. Uh, this is from I'm a potato. <laughs> it's one and a half stars. At some point I realized I didn't like any of the characters and thought they were just horrible people. They also changed pretty drastically. For example, with blank starting as a passive and calm, then becoming very hot headed and aggressive out of nowhere. The aesthetic of the film is cool, but I just couldn't get into it. Was that my cousin Vinny? Basic instinct or white men can't jump? Basic instinct. Uh, I'm sorry. That was also white men can't jump. Dang. So you're one in three. Ugh. Don't worry. It gets harder from here. It gets worse. Yeah. Uh, also, that's what she's all right. Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, we have, um, I'll do this one. This is a review by Ely, 
and finishing off with a ghost emoji uh, for two and a half stars. This movie has many unintentional funny moments, but the two that are the funniest for me are one. The fact that these people describe their vanilla sex as sadomasochistic because sometimes they like to tie each other's hands to a bedpost with white silk Hermes scarves and two, the idea that blank would ever F blank. I think that's gotta uh, be basic instinct on this one. That is basic instinct. Ding. Yes. I, I was hoping you might think it was uh white man. Can't my, jump. Cousin, <laughs> my cousin, Vinny. Uh, yeah. Woody Harrelson and uh, Wesley Snipes just tie each <laughs> other up. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Um, let's try this one. Uh, one star broy ho uh, is, is the name we have. Everything is beloved by boomer. Everything beloved by boomers is so unbelievably bad. Hollywood collectively watched this movie and was like, let's make sure this actor never works ever again. Was that white men can't jump? Oh, sorry. Was that my cousin Vinny basic instinct or white men can't jump? Do you need me to read it again? No, I'm just trying to figure out who didn't work again. Mm. They all worked again. I mean, technically, yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson was on Cheers at the time. Uh, uh, well, I mean, uh, my cousin Sharon Stone. Well, that's correct. Uh, can for a bonus point, would you want to guess the actor? I would say I want to say uh, Joe Pesci. Uh, Ralph Macchio. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we literally. I just know, but I didn't think that. Was, I thought it was too obvious. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, so you're now batting over 500. He kicked his uh, career to the curb. Right. Um, we have... One second here. Uh, what happened in the 90s better stay in the 90s? Hey, F you. That's uh, from Gabriel Neola. Oh, that's, that's the review? Stars. That's the review. One more time. What happened in the nineties better stay in the nineties. Remember these are people watching the movies now looking back at the nineties movies. White men can't jump. I'm sorry. That was a, uh, that was a joke. One I threw in <laughs> for Hocus Pocus too. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Uh, moving forward. Uh, well, we still have time. Two more. Uh, two more. You're still winning. All right. Let's go with this one. This is a half star from Vatco. Uh, movie period ellipsis. All caps. Movie. Four exclamation marks. Uh, movie film watching watch film movie movie watch uh, three ellipses ellipses movie ellipses and two periods <laughs> let me know if I need to read that again they don't really say anything they just say movie and watch a movie 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 film watching watch film movie movie watch movie 
was that my cousin Vinny, <laughs> basic instinct. Or, uh, white men can't or, jump. Final answer. I'm sorry. That was my cousin Vinny. Uh. All right. So that brings you back to 50 50. This one right if I want to have more than 50%. That's true. All right. For all the marbles, this is from Wolfman. Three stars. Sometimes they embrace the camp that has made this a cult favorite. Other times they just let blank and blank be very funny. Overall, it doesn't make much sense why this was ever made, but okay. It's white men can't jump. Is that your final answer? Yes. No, that was that was another review for Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> here, here, here's a fair one. Here's a fair one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, last one from K. Woody, one half star. A gratuitous amount of Honda Civics and high speed chases, not realistic. Also, uh, I won't finish that line. <clears throat> I think it's white men can't jump. Final answer? Yes. Uh, sorry, that's basic instinct. <clears throat> also, Nick has to be the worst detective of all time. Okay, well, you know, this has been fun. I'm terrible <laughs> at this. <laughs> You tried, and uh, I was hoping you would pick up on the Hocus Pocus thing. Huh? Do you want one more for fun? Do we no. have time? No, we don't. No. All right. Uh, that's it for this week's edition of Namely 90s. Remember, you can find new episodes out every Monday. Check the episode description for this week's a supplemental Spotify playlist curated by yours truly. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with 90s or find our personal Twitter accounts at Bishwitty and at Namely Andrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash namely90s, also with a 90s. Finally, you can also contact us through our website, namely90s.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Ethnicities, Can't Jump, Deezer, TuneIn, <laughs> iHeart, Good Pods, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Brandon, that's Andrew, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Andrew and I need to say the thing. <laughs>